Welcome to the driver's press conference ahead of the 2019 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. The session will be split into two parts today. Sebastian Vettel was due to be joining us for this first session, but he's delayed his arrival into Abu Dhabi following the birth of his third child. So we have just three drivers with us to begin with, from left to right, Charles Leclerc, Max Verstappen and Kevin Magnussen. Welcome, gentlemen. Charles, if we could start with you, please. We're going to take a look back at the last race in Brazil to begin with. Having had time to review the video footage, what's your analysis of what happened in the accident between you and Sebastian? Yeah, we, we looked at it, and I particularly looked at it, uh, obviously to try and understand how we could have made the things better. I think it was un very unfortunate, first of all, because the touch was extremely small and it had a big... Um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, a big drama after that, uh, so that was a little bit unlucky. Uh, but as a team, I think we probably should try and uh, and and be a bit less aggressive in between each other to, uh, to for these things to to not happen again. For the team, it's not good. Uh, for everyone that is supporting us, it's not good. So we'll try for it to to not uh, to not happen again. What has happened since the Brazilian Grand Prix? Have you guys all met up in Maranello and had a chat? Yeah, I was there for, for the simulator, so uh, on this occasion we also uh, took the day to, to, uh, to discuss a little bit, um, and, uh, and yeah, I'm pretty sure it won't happen again. Seb's still on your Christmas card list. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> I was joking. Seb's still on your Christmas card list. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> now, Charles, if we can um, look back at the season as a whole now, uh, you're first with Ferrari. A lot of headlines that you can be very satisfied with on a personal level. Uh, the wins, the seven poles, including being the youngest ever Ferrari pole sitter. But in terms of the team's performance, it's been a bit of a roller coaster. How would you sum it all up? It's been a bit of a weird season. We started uh, definitely not where we thought we'll start after the winter testing. Winter testing was very positive, then we arrived at the first race and we have been struggling quite a lot. Uh, but after that, I think the progression was very good. Um, uh, Austin has been uh, a little bit uh, weird too. We don't really, still don't really understand why we were so uh, off the pace. Uh, but then uh, Brazil were back to, to where uh, we wanted. But, uh, but overall, yeah, we, we progressed quite a lot, which I think is the most important. And now I'm really looking forward to, uh, to keep this momentum for next year. It's, uh, it's the first time in my single-seater career where I stay in the same team from one year to another, which also should be a, an interesting challenge to, to develop a car. So uh, uh, let's see. But uh, overall, I think it has been a, a positive uh, season, uh, overall, apart from the, the first race that has been uh, very, very negative. Great. Thank you, Shell. Good luck this weekend. And Max, if we could come on to you now. Uh, question about this year for you, too. Uh, it's, the, it's the team's first season with Honda. Has it ex exceeded your expectations? Um, I, I don't know. I think um, it's been very promising, and, and, and I think also we had some, some good results. Um, for me, what was more important was also reliability, and I think uh, that has been very strong um, throughout the whole year. And also the progression we made with, with the engine itself. Um, yeah, that, uh, that has all been going really well, but we always want more. So we will never be satisfied with what we are doing. But um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been good. And um, I think it is a good, um, yeah, let's say basis for, for, for next year as well, where I think uh, we learned a lot throughout the whole year. And um, yeah, I feel confident that we can have a, a positive start to, to, to next season. A very dominant win for you last time out in Brazil. 
Which team comes into the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix with the fastest car? I don't know. We'll find out. But um, I think um, still looking at the season, you have to say Mercedes. But um, yeah, we'll see how the, the weekend will progress. I think um, it's still also a lot about just finding the right setup. I think the last few races, the, team, the three teams, the three top teams have been really close to each other. And um, yeah, I hope it's going to be the same again here. Good luck. Thank you, Max. Kevin, coming on to you. Um, for you, 2019 started strongly, but it tailed off quite dramatically. Why did it go wrong? I think there's a few different reasons. Um, but, you know, it, it became very clear, that actually, in, in Bahrain, that we had a problem. Um, and it was really strange because in winter testing and the first race um, the car was really good and even in Bahrain in qualifying we, we qualified I can't remember sixth or something up there and um, then in the race it just completely fell apart so from there on it was a little bit of panic in the team where we couldn't really focus on and, and kind of you know uh, find the real roots of, of the problem we were looking a lot at tyres and, you know, um, kind of kind of blaming blaming the problem on on tyre issues, uh, whereas in fact it was a little more simple. I think just general aero uh, issues, uh, unstable aero, and and the whole platform not being strong enough, and and, and consistent, stable enough. So, yeah, it, it's a very, mm, I would say. Um, frustrating uh, problem because we, we've been able to qualify well and then in the races we've just not had any strength and you know that's that's very frustrating as a driver that you you start in a position and then you're you're just fighting to try and hang on to your position rather than attack uh, the guy in front so in in that way it's been pretty frustrating but I think on the other hand um, we are a very young team. It's only our fourth fourth year, and uh, last year we we got P5 in the constructors' championship. I think that's really impressive, um, and I don't think many teams have done that in their third year. So we've got to take some confidence from that as well, and just uh, build on the experience that we've had this year and the learning we've done, and then just you know come back stronger next year. You say it's been frustrating for the drivers, but how have you progressed as a driver this season? Well, you always learn in, you know, in any situation, but especially in, in when it's difficult, you learn different things, and you you have to approach your problems from a different in a different way. And I think uh, that gives you strength and, and some experience that you wouldn't necessarily have gotten if have, have gotten if you were just cruising and uh, you know driving in a in a perfect car. So I think in many ways it's also been positive, both me as a driver, but the team as well. Okay, thank you, Kevin. Good luck this weekend. Let's open this to the floor now, and as ever, please remember to give your name and publication. First question, please. Andrew Benson, BBC Sport for Charles. Charles, you say you're pretty sure that an incident like that won't happen again, but how can you be so sure? Was blame apportioned by the team in the meetings that you had? What guidelines and rules have been laid down about racing together in the future? And are you even allowed to race together in the future? 
No, I think this doesn't change. Uh, we'll be able to race together. Obviously, Seb and myself are very competitive. We both want to win, but we also need to find the right compromise. Uh, we are also racing for the same team. And uh, as I said earlier, we need to be less aggressive uh, towards each other, give us uh, a little bit more space for these things to not happen again. This, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, of what I know will, is the only thing that will happen for, 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 the, for the next races. Uh, but, but maybe Mattia can go a bit further into, into that. But uh, yeah, apart from that, I don't think there's much uh, we can do. Obviously, the, as I said, the consequences were huge uh, in the last race. But if you look back at the contact, it was very, very small. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it was unfortunate. But uh, yeah, we'll make sure it doesn't happen again. Thank you. Next one. What are, what are you going to do? I go to Madrid. John McAvoy, yes. um, Daily Mail to Charles. Just to go back to what Andrew asked you there, um, did, did either driver do as, as uh, was suggested and say, I was to blame for that, you, and, you or Seb? And B, are there now sort of um, new arrangements that if you do have an accident, for example, that you might be fined or banned or sacked? Or is it just sort of idle hope? All right. Um, yeah, on the second question, there's been nothing, nothing said on that. But uh, yeah, we, we called with Seb and we, we tried to understand both of our situations. Um, I think probably Seb shouldn't have gone to the left and, and he knows it. Um, and I probably uh, could have done a better job of avoiding him going to the left. So, uh, yeah, both of us have a bit of responsibilities. Uh, but I think the most important is that everything is clear with Seb now and, uh, and we move forward. Thank you. Next one. Chai. Before I start my question, I had to um, remind you of five races. I read it quickly. No doubt you have had more good races than bad ones. But if we stick to the less good races with bad luck and mishaps, such as Baku, where the Ferrari hit the barriers in Bahrain, where you lost the lead due to an engine problem in Austria, where you catch by Max in Monaco, your first home race was very disappointing with last place and probably the low point in Hockenheim, it. it was a mistake <laughs> of the driver. And um, last in Brazil, the finish after half battle with your teammate. Now my question to the pop star of Formula One. What was your okay. best race among your worst races? Can you give us, please, a ranking regarding your five not-so-good races, starting with the worst. I'm a polite person or man. Please excuse this question, but I still hope for an answer. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> that was a long question. Congratulations. Uh, Kevin, you, you can start. Uh, I'm in trance. <laughs> well, you are the pop star. So yeah. First of all, can you sing? Uh, yeah, I can sing. Uh, I, won't, I won't sing now, but I can sing. I don't know. I, I have no I lost idea what was. Two sentences. <laughs> Kevin, you have to rank your five worst, worst, worst races. races. Worst races. Yeah. Five worst. Ra okay, that was a simple question. <laughs> so. So the top five best and top five worst. <laughs> wow. Take your time, mate. Can you? We got. We got. We got a lot of time. So. <laughs> Of your worst races. Your five worst races. Please. Okay. Um, 
Wait, so, are we going to make it more complicated? Like this year <laughs> or like in his career? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, my worst race this year was probably Brazil. Second one, Monaco. Third one... Third one... Uh, yeah, yeah that, that's two. That's good, no? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> He's had a good season. <laughs> okay. That was the question only for me. The question yeah. was for you. Okay, yes. thank you. <laughs> Unless, Max, you'd like to offer your worst races of the season, or no. Kevin, your... No. Well, save the time. <laughs> Let's move on. Next question, please. Um, if you were the director, of the, a question to all drivers, if you were the director of the Drive to Survive uh, documentary on Netflix, what moment of this season would you definitely put in? Kevin, let's start with you. What moment of the season would you put into a movie? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what... I have a thing in mind, but I will see if it's made it into uh, <laughs> into it. <laughs> it's a surprise. W watch next Netflix season two, and you'll find out. <laughs> Nothing else you can offer us now. No, it's it hasn't been that exciting from our side. So, <laughs> okay, uh, Max Hockenheim. What bit of Hockenheim exactly? Uh, because I think they were, they were following Mercedes closely, right? And Hockenheim, so I would like to see that episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of fun, right? I mean, they, they can laugh about it as well. I and mean, they still won the championship, so a bit of drama involved in this series is good. If I would be the director, right? Because you have to create the hits. So, yeah. Thank you. Shall? Yeah, I would not choose the last race, but probably Monza victory is, uh, is the one I would like to see on the, on the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Next question, please. A yeah, question both for Charles and for Max. I can imagine you being as young and, and very talented drivers, uh, you're focusing on winning your first uh, world title, but do you ever focus yourself, like looking at Louis, maybe winning... Six. So is, is their focus Lewis Hamilton? Is that the question? Yeah. If they ever think about not just being a world champion, but being a multiple world champion. Max, could you start? Yeah, I, was, I was thinking about 10, but uh, <laughs> no. No, I think you don't need to think like that. Um, it just happens or it doesn't. It's 50-50. Um, but yeah, you just try to do the best you can personally, and uh, you also need a bit of luck. You know, you need to get into the right car at the right time, and uh, you need a dominant team as well for a few more years in a row, um, at least. Uh, it depends how long your career is lasting, but um, no, personally, I, I don't think about it too much, because like I just said, it, it happens or it doesn't, and at the end of the day, uh, of course, you would like it to happen. Uh, but I think already winning one title would have be would be a, a great achievement. Shall? 
Yeah, I personally don't uh, think about it too much. Uh, I believe that with work, anything is achievable. So I, I, I mostly think about how uh, I can do my job in the proper way. Uh, then, of course, uh, as Max said, um, the choices you make in a career are very important. Uh, it not only depends on yourself, but it also depends on luck. But, uh, but yeah, I'm mostly focusing on, on work uh, more, than, uh, more than thinking about the, the titles. Kevin, I feel we should ask you as well. Well, I need to try and win a race first, and then I can start thinking about the championships after that. So, you know, it's the ambition has always been there. That, that's, that's always been the dream since I was a little kid to be Formula One world champion. And, you know, that ambition and that dream is still there. But obviously, it's, uh, I'm, an, I'm in a slightly different position to, to those two guys. Thank you. Next one, please. Arjan Schouten, AD, question for Max. Uh, two questions. Um, what's the importance of the third place in the Drivers' Championships? And again, you're on the long list for Dutch Sportman of the Year election, together with six cyclists, three speed skaters, a darts player, the world champion in checkers, a windsurfer, Yudoka, and the Champions League winner, Virgil van Dijk. So I presume you're going to win this one. What do you think? Right. Um, the first one, I think, is always nicer than finishing fourth or fifth. But, yeah, looking back in 20 years' time and seeing that you would turn in the championship wouldn't really make me very happy. Um, I think uh, we're all here to win and we're all here to, of course, fight for the title. So, um, yeah, it would be nice, I think, after this weekend, of course, to be third. But um, in 20 years' time, I don't think it will do much. And the second one, um, honestly... Yeah, I have my own opinion about being nominated, but I prefer not to comment on it. Charles, can we get your thoughts on third place in the chat? No, I mean, it's always, it's always nice, obviously, to finish uh, a season uh, on the podium. Um, yeah, uh, so I'll, I'll give it all. Now 11 points are, are quite a bit to, to recover uh, in one race, but, uh, but we'll give it all and it will be a, a nice thing to finish uh, my first season uh, with Ferrari on, on the podium. But, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Thank you. Next one. Uh, Lennart Bloom of the Volkswagen. Question for Max. Um, you're nearing the end of your fourth season at Red Bull. Um, regarding your dominant win in Brazil and uh, you're fighting for, for pole positions now, uh, do, do you believe you're, you're closer to having a championship winning car more than ever at the team right now? Uh, yeah, I think, um, I think we do also looking at the plans for next year. But, of course, you still have to wait and see what the others come up with. Um, but we are, of course, uh, we want to fight for the title, so we're going to give it everything we have uh, to be competitive from the start next year. Thank you. Any more? Thank you. Milan Clements, Automania Slovenia. I have one question for all three. Uh, what are expectations for next year? We know new tires, uh, 2020. Uh, what do you think about? We, I know you were interested after the last race, and what's your opinion? Kevin, why don't we start with you? Expectations for next year? Well, I don't even think the tires have been chosen yet, have they? So, That's and then correct. the arrow is uh, the same. So, you know, on personal side, I th I'm hoping that we will get a better car. 
but in terms of regulations and the racing itself, I don't, I don't see it changing too much. It's more 2021 that I'm looking forward to, to see how that performs. Max, do you see it changing much next year? Well, I hope we can fight for the title. That's it. Sean? Yeah, not much. I think we've been working pretty well, as I was mentioning earlier, with, uh, with the car. So hopefully we can continue on that uh, progression and, uh, and start uh, from a better place this season um, to, to be fighting for the title. Thank you. Any more? Dang. No more? Okay. Good luck this weekend, gentlemen. And part two of today's press conference will be getting underway very shortly. Welcome back to part two of the driver's press conference ahead of the 2019 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Joining us this time from left to right, we have Kimi Raikkonen, Carlos Sainz, Pierre Gasly and Daniel Kafir. And let's start with the first time podium finishes in Brazil last time out. Pierre, if we could start with you. How's it been since Interlagos? Have you been home? What's the reaction been like in France? Um, yeah, yeah, it was uh, a pretty crazy um, weekend in Brazil and yeah after the race um, it was probably the worst celebration I've had because I had to fly straight back home so 11 p.m. I was in the plane um, and le landed uh, Monday afternoon uh, back in France and yeah the only only thing I really had was a, a nice dinner with my family brothers uh, back in France in Paris on, on Monday night just to, to celebrate and enjoy the moment all together um, and yeah, it was yeah, it was great to see the reaction back in France, uh, all the news and the support, the messages from everybody. Um, yeah, after after a great race uh, and and yeah, my first podium in Formula One. And the reaction within the team and within Formula One as well. No, it was uh, I must say it was yeah quite impressive, like the the reactions from from everyone. Of course, it's been such a, a roller coaster for me this season. Um, and just yeah, to um, end the season uh, with with my first podium in F1 in with in Toro Rosso, which was the third podium in history. Of course, was uh, was something really special. So to celebrate with uh, everyone, mechanics, engineers, uh, it's also the second podium this year. Um, and and yeah, just to see the passion, the excitement that was uh, going on in the paddock in Brazil was uh, yeah was something really really special. And of course, 2019's not over. You're battling with the man on your right, Carlos Sainz, for sixth place. It's not the first time we're battling, is it? No. It's true. <laughs> and uh, both tied on 95 points now. As you say, your careers have crossed in the past. How much rests on what happens in that battle this weekend? Um, I think it makes it really exciting, you know, coming in the last race of the season with, uh, with something to play in the championship. So, uh, not really looking forward to that battle. Um, Carlos and, and McLaren have been fast all year long, um, consistent. So, we, we expect it to be tough, but uh, yeah, it will be our job to execute the perfect weekend um, yeah, to hold to that sixth place um, until the end. Thank you, Pierre. And Thanks. Carlos, coming on to you, let's start by talking about that sixth place. How confident are you? Um, I think as confident as we can be, but at the same time, you're obviously cautious. You know, you don't know. You can never know what's going to happen in the last race, but um, I already consider it a bit of a success, you know, to be fighting for P6. Um, it's a bit of a bonus because we, you never expect when you're in the midfield to fight for P6. Maybe you would expect to fight 
fight for P7. And now that we have the chance and we've created ourselves uh, an opportunity, we want to take it, obviously. I'm sure it's not going to be easy. Pierre uh, and Toroso during the last few weekends have been very strong. Um, they've executed some really nice races and I'm sure we, we're going to have some fun and some tough competition. And the podium in Brazil, how do you reflect on it? What was the reaction back home in Spain? It was uh, good. I mean, to see to see a team celebrate a podium in that way and uh, to have them in the podium with me, it was uh, quite special, quite different to what I expected of my first podium, but definitely good fun. Uh, then when we went back to the factory, to see a whole factory taking pictures with the trophy, um, enjoying it with me, you know, for a couple of days was was great fun. Then I went back home to my family and friends to, to celebrate a bit. But at the same time, as we have this battle going on for P6, you know, I was like, yeah, good fun. But at the same time, I want to, to go to Abu Dhabi and try and finish off in a high. Now, Carlos, some people questioned your move to McLaren this year, yet it's turning into your best season in Formula One. How much satisfaction has it given you? Um, obviously, quite a lot. Um, I had good feelings when I moved to McLaren, even if the things didn't look very promising at the end of 2018. Uh, I did have some conversations with a lot of engineers, a lot of people, SAC, you know, that, um, I don't know, just the, the project itself just gave me good good vibes. And I don't know if, I, if I, it has anything to do with the good results, but those good vibes translated very quickly into result and into results and into a change in approach by McLaren, a very big change in, in the structure of the team. And all of a sudden, we, we're here with one race to go with secured before in the standings, the first podium in five years. And all of a sudden, it's, it looks like the right move. And um, yeah, very happy. I'm very pleased to see such a great group of people performing at a very high level and being so hungry and motivated to move forward still. Great. Thanks, Carlos. Good luck this weekend. Danny, coming on to you now. You've scored a podium. Pierre's scored a podium. Honda are making good progress. Can you just describe the atmosphere in the team at the minute and how bullish Toro Rosso is about the future? Um, yeah, certainly it was a very strong year for Toro Rosso. I would say perhaps the best uh, in the history, we may say. Um, so, yeah, it's obviously great to be able to fight for very high positions in the Constructors' Championship. Uh, the highest it has been in uh, recent years. Um, yeah, so great to be part of it and the atmosphere in the team this year. I think the team has always performed very well since the beginning of the year. Um, was quite consistently in the points uh, and uh, always taking the opportunities quite well uh, with strategy, sometimes uh, taking well uh, the points that even weren't there to still get them was was very crucial sometimes and now end of the year, we find ourselves in a good, uh, strong position. So certainly, it's a very good also boost for, for, for the next year. And what about your own performance this year? You sat out 2018. How do you feel you've progressed as a driver in 2019? I feel very satisfied, to be honest. Uh, I would put it in line with uh, one of my best years in F1. So I'm pretty happy. Uh, some races go your way, some races don't go your way. but. Uh, this is how our midfield works. It's very tight and some small mistake can cost you some opportunities. Like myself in Brazil, for example, I definitely lost a very big opportunity there, which luckily Pierre uh, for the team managed to take. And um, uh, yeah, but these are the parts, uh, parts of our sport. But all in all, I think this year I've been uh, a lot uh, more, uh, yeah, better driver than, uh, than in my last years in F1. Okay.
Thanks, Danny. Good luck this weekend. Kimmy, coming on to you. It's been an up and down kind of season for Alfa Romeo. When you reflect on it, what has the team done well and where does it need to improve? Um, I think it's very two different uh, half of the years. I mean, obviously the first part we were pretty decent in most of the races and obviously we had also some bad races there around uh, Barcelona, Monaco, but uh, we could improve from there and then since the summer break we had first we had a good speed still but we didn't score any points as a team and then lately it's been very difficult but from let's say the last last couple of races we at least had some speed to to fight in the in the top 10 only only last one we could score good points uh, with two cars but uh, yeah, it's a bit too late uh, looking where we were as a team in let's say halfway through but uh, that's how it goes. I think we, we learned some things. We still, you know, last race we bought the new front wing. Helps a bit um, and we still try to improve. So uh, it's all learning for next year and try to, try to, you know, do as a team better job. And Kimmy, how much have you enjoyed this season away from the pressure cooker environment of Ferrari? I think the pressure is any different. Obviously we want to do well and... Uh, you know, like I said, this is a shame where we kind of fallen, fallen down as a team. But um, you know, as a driver, I think everybody puts a lot of tre uh, pressure for themselves. And uh, in the end, the, the work that we do over the race weekend is not really any different whichever team you go. It's because the, the meetings are very similar between teams. The, the driving is there uh, and the racing. So um, yeah, outside. Of racing, there's been less busy, so that's that's a nice, nice part. And plus, obviously, the team is very close to where I live, so um, I don't need to travel to different countries. So in many ways, it, it helps, uh, you know, a bit more time to to stay with family. So it's it's a it's a nice thing. And this is race number three one two for you, taking you ahead of Fernando Alonso to second on the all-time list of starts. Are you excited to come back next year and become the all-time most experienced <laughs> On driver? that, not. Uh, it absolutely gives me nothing, but I'm excited and hopefully we give another go and hopefully we can improve from, from, from this year and learn the, learn the lessons, what we've done wrong and what we've done good and uh, get a bit closer closer to the front and uh, but time will tell you know uh, it's way too early once we start running the cars and in the first race next year we'll get a good idea okay good luck this weekend good luck with yeah. that as well thanks Kimmy let's open this to the floor now and as ever please remember to give your name and publication first question please Beatrice Zamuner, Motorlat. Question to Pierre. After your latest achievement in Brazil, do you personally feel you needed to go back to Toro Rosso and lift some pressure off your shoulders in order to perform at a higher level? I don't think so. I think, in a way, it was a positive um, change to show myself um, as well the, the, the right things and the things I, I needed, you know. Of course, I've seen... Um, in both teams and, and I know what worked, what do, what uh, didn't and then on both sides so I would say it was a um, yeah, good experience to see that but I don't think it was needed to perform at a better level because I don't feel I'm performing better, I'm still driving the same way, um, approaching every weekend the same way, I always try to 
deliver the best performance I can um, and give 110% of myself every single weekend. So um, it's not like I feel I've, I've changed anything, but it was good to get the results um, yeah, in this second part of the season. Thank you. Next question, please. Yeah, question. Uh, Adrian Rodriguez Uber, Agencia F. Question for Carlos. Uh, your dad is a very great champion. Could you share with us what did he tell you after your podium? Oof, um, he was probably happier than me. I mean, um, my dad has been there with me since, you know, since I'm three years old, traveling the world, traveling, you know, sacrificing a lot of stuff for, for me and to become a successful driver, teaching me a lot of things. And... Um, yeah, once the podium happened, uh, he knew all the effort that I had put into this year in the change of environment, going to lift to the UK, etc. So he's been very close to that change. And um, yeah, as I said, I think he was happier than I was. Probably the only guy, but yeah, happier. Thank you. Next one. Jesus Balseiro, Diarias. Question for Carlos. Last season you were dropped by uh, Red Bull and Renault, but this season you scored more points than both uh, Renault drivers, and, and you're fighting in the championship against two Red Bull drivers. What, which message do you think you're sending this season? And, and also, is there any kind of, of revenge feelings? Um, no, obviously I didn't go into this season with willing revenge or anything like that. Um, I have a lot of friends in, in Renault and, uh, and in Red Bull that I still feel like they are happy for me to do well now in McLaren. I got a lot of messages from many people uh, congratulating me. And at the same time, you go into a Formula 1 season just wanting to perform at your best. The same way I went into 17, 18, um, and this year just I got the results on board and I'm just very proud of it. Thank you. Next one. Heikki Kulta Turun Sanomat. Kimi, your first season without podium since 2014. Which one was more difficult to go through this season or the first season with Ferrari? I think the expectations before the year is completely different in those two two different teams. And um, for sure this year has been, been generally much better than if you... If you have such a difficult year in Ferrari as a team, team or as a driver, so thank you. Any more? Daria Panova, Motorlad. Question to all drivers: Next season we will have three days race weekend. What do you think about it? Isn't it too much to have so many activities in one day for you? That will happen in 2021, but your thoughts on shrinking of the race weekend? Should we start with Kimi? Uh, it should happen next year already. I mean, today's uh, absolutely useless days, honestly. I mean, we, we're going to talk the same things, half of the things we talk at least on Sunday after the last race and tomorrow again, so... I think it will be a good step because people doesn't need to be away that many days and there's no cost and no hotels that much and all things will be better for the team. So stop wasting time. <laughs> Carlos, your thoughts? 
I have a bit of mixed feelings. Um, personally, I like that when Formula One goes to a place, it makes a big impact, so it becomes a week of having Formula One there. I think it still involves too much traveling and too much effort to the mechanics. But I think this is a way of preparing for a bigger calendar, which is something I'm totally against of. I mean, um, 22, 21 races uh, feels already too much. So, um, yeah, I think that last extra day that we take off doesn't fully compensate those 22, 25 races that we want to have in the future. Pierre? Well, I think everybody in this room is happy about it. Uh, more days at home, uh, more days with the family. So, no, I think it's needed. Like, clearly, I agree with uh, what Kimi said that not so much for us because I would say we almost have the easy life, easiest life in the paddock. But for all the guys, mechanics, engineers, well, you can see talking with them that to have a personal life in that world, um, working in that environment, is really difficult. So, no, I think it's a good thing. Um, but then after, yeah, I joined the point of Carlos that if we increase uh, the number of races as well, um, it's it's never going to balance it. So um, I think it's a good step for, for 21, but hopefully they don't increase the number of races um, too much. And um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, not much left to say, but yeah, I agree with that, uh, that uh, more races will it will become more races, but we need uh, obviously to shorten the weekend. It's good and uh, maybe more real car driving, also some more testing and less simulator, for example, uh, from my side, I think, because we also don't need to forget we do racing. We also do a lot of simulator, a lot of PR events. It uh, becomes a very difficult calendar. Some guys have families uh, in the team, uh, including myself. And, uh, and uh, yeah. Um, so I agree with what's been said. Thank you. Any more? No more questions? Okay. Thank you, gentlemen. Good luck this weekend. And a full transcript of these two press conferences this afternoon will be available shortly at fia.com.